Let's talk some uh, cricket. No, well, let's talk some cricket. Let's talk some sport Sport. in general. And uh, always with a smile in her voice from Channel 10 is Jaleesa Apps. Jaleesa, good afternoon. How are you? I'm really good. I've got a couple for that topic that you were just talking about. I have to agree with John Morris. I really thought he was uh, hard done by, and from a media perspective, he was wonderful to deal with. So I was very yeah. sad to see him go. Yeah. Dean Pay's another one. I feel like never really got a chance to absolutely stab his authority on the Bulldogs because he was obviously when he got sacked. He well, when he had the was under the Bulldogs were under his reign, he yeah. didn't really have much movement in the salary cap to do much with, and then the salary cap comes you know, all that relief comes and then suddenly he got sacked. Yeah. Um, and Anthony Griffin, they he got sacked when they were, the Panthers, yes. I mean, it obviously worked out for them, but they were coming fourth when he got sacked. Yes, I know. Um, quite bizarre, but, you know, Hook's bounced back. He's back, back on his feet. The, I guess the question, Jaleesa, do you, do you think, uh, um, do you think Dean Pay will ever have a head coaching role again? Do you think John Morris will ever have, have a head coaching role again? But I agree with you. Both of those fellas can be considered as unlucky. <clears throat> I think so because they're well connect. They're very well connected in rugby league. I mean, Dean Pay mm. was down at um, at Canberra before that, and um, was very respected down there. So, I um I, I think they'll both bounce back eventually. These things go in roundabouts, don't they? It's just the coaching <laughs> circle. But I hope so. I hope to see both of them back. Particularly mm. Dean Pay. I just feel like never really got the chance to do what he, he probably wanted to do with those salary cap restrictions. So I felt mm. very sorry for him when he, he got the sack. Well, while we'll just keep talking rugby league here for a moment before we uh, go into cricket and Dean Pay, I mean, wouldn't he just relish the opportunity at Belmore now uh, to have what uh, Trent Barrett has at his disposal? Yeah, I mean, they've got an absolutely stacked back line um, coming up this year. Um, you would be surprised if they didn't do a lot better than what they had been doing. And um, I actually spoke to Josh Adokar during the week. He was doing some he's great a character, isn't work he? With it. Yeah. Oh, he's so funny. He's just, <laughs> his laugh just is absolutely infectious. But one thing he really, um, he really was shocked at the amount. So he was out at a, a cafe to do um, some charity work with a charity called Help for Hirschsprung's Disease, which supports kids with bowel related illnesses. Mm-hmm. So they do some wonderful work. But he was really shocked at all the people wanting to take pictures with him because he said, oh, in Melbourne, you're kind of, even though you're the Melbourne Storm and you're a prolific player, you're still kind of unknown. Mm. Like you can still walk around the street and not. But in Belmore, there was everyone wanted their photo with him. Absolutely. And why wouldn't they? But uh, And I see uh, he was he was saying he, he thinks that the goal should be to finish in the top four for Canterbury. Uh, next year. Nothing wrong with having uh, lofty ambitions. All right, let, let's talk some cricket, Jaleesa. Um, last night, um, a very good performance by by the Aussies. Disappointing um, whole series, really, for the Windies. It didn't look mm. to be easy, though. They were set seven for 157 uh, first up, uh, but Davey Warner, um, he, he blitzed them, didn't he? And Mitch Marsh, elevated to number three, um, also really, really good. Yeah, you sort of, um, it's quite funny with, I mean, with the Windies, they're so hit and miss, like it's it's very chaotic, you, mm. you know, they they play such a brand of just really flogging. Caribbean chaos. They, they, it's absolutely, and a hundred, and you know, it was going well to start with, you had, um, you know, Chris Gale belted those two sixes, and then he, um, Pat Cummins bowled him, so that was a huge wicket to get, I, I think, and then... To the 
sort of middle order, didn't really fire. But then they came back and really um, put on a total of 157, which in this World Cup is not a bad total. Mm. We haven't, I think we've only seen one total over 200. So that wasn't, um, considering it looked like a bit chaotic there for a while, it was actually not a bad total. But David Warner, 89 off 56 balls. It was really good to see him back in form. And he is one of those players where you always feel like he will find form again. But uh, poor Aaron Finch, he's uh, nine off 11 balls. He's still not quite hitting where he needs to be and um, sure is feeling every one of those 11 balls. Uh, but yeah, the Australia chased it down really easy by the eight wickets and 22 balls left. So I'm actually starting to have faith, Chris. I didn't have <laughs> faith and now I've got faith. I'm like, oh, can we actually, can we, can we mm. make a goal of this? Well, and lucky we did. Because South Africa won by 10 runs over England, which no one would have really picked. No, so if we had we lost, we're gone. Out. See you later. But, um, well, the other thing to England, you know, did they take their foot off the gas a bit? But so I've just been reading here. So basically, um, England, they they qualified despite that 10-run loss to South Africa, chasing 190. So England needed 14 off the last balls, um, last six balls rather, to win. And I think there was a... Um, I think it might have been a hat-trick there or three went in about three balls. But South Africa had to limit England to 131 runs or less for them to overtake us on the net run rate. But they failed uh, failed yeah. to do that, so we go through. Yeah, it was a pretty tall order to have to, have to fill, but uh, we go through. And I think we are starting to, I mean, having Warner in form is just, in T20, is just such a, such a big thing for us that um, it's come at the right time. So hopefully he can keep that going. And in the other group, the other group gets very interesting now. So, um, yeah, so we've got um, New Zealand and Afghanistan and then India. That's tonight, isn't it? Yeah, that that one's tonight. That one's tonight. And then India and Namibia are on um, one o'clock on Tuesday, so Monday night. And it all gets very interesting for there because basically New Zealand, Afghanistan or India are all still in it. Yeah. Yeah. So New Zealand are in the box seat at the moment, but um, it's really anyone's there. It'd be very, it would be a huge, it would be huge disappointment to India if they didn't make it through. That would be massive. So the way I see it then, and you might want to correct me if I'm wrong. So win tonight for the black caps, if they beat Afghanistan, they're through, right? Um, through, I, yeah. yeah, so then tomorrow night, group leaders, Pakistan, they take on Scotland. Um, Pakistan, they win. They seal yeah. top spot. And India, yeah. uh, for India to make the semi. So Afghanistan must beat New Zealand tonight. And then tomorrow night or early hours Monday, India must beat Namibia. So still quite a bit yeah, to play that's out. all correct. Mm. Yeah. All so right. it's really all these all these um, next three matches have a massive implication for that that group. Mm. Um, test squad, England's test squad, uh, Jaleesa Apps, I'm talking to you, by the way, if you haven't recognised her voice, but she's a, a guest on here uh, quite regularly these days, for which we are very much appreciative. England's test squad have touched down, or the majority of them, and they will go into hard lockdown, uh, at least quarantine for two weeks, but three, the next three days, I believe, they're in hard quarantine. Yeah, so they touched down yesterday, and then it's straight into hard quarantine, and then into that um, resort style bubble situation. Yeah. So can't be too uh, hard yeah, that there's... quarantine, can it? <laughs> I wouldn't mind I mean, some of that. There was so 
there was so much conjecture about this quarantine and now they've just come and, and done it really without a fuss yesterday. So, uh, yeah, so it's, the ashes are certainly around the corner. It's not, not far off. You can really sort of feel it now. And good to see, um, you know, obviously a different format, but good to see our bowlers um, in such good form um, last night, particularly mm. Josh Hazelwood. And you just keep, you do, you can't help, even though we're in the World Cup at the moment, you can't help but watch them and think about the Ashes and go, good, keep this going for the Ashes. Yeah, Hazelwood, he just, uh, he just has an uncanny ability to just keep landing the ball on the spot, doesn't he, Um, Josh? All right, all that to look forward. Now, um, changing tack again, the Socceroos, they're playing at home on Thursday for the first time in a long time. Yeah, so it's the first time in um, more than two years that they'll play at home um, against Saudi Arabia and obviously a massive World Cup qualifying game. Our group is quite tied at the moment. Saudi Arabia are um, ahead of us by one win and then I think we're ahead of Oman and Japan by one win. So it's very clustered in the group at the moment. And um, it is there there are a few outs. Aaron Moy um was sent back to his club, um, Shanghai Port, um, because they basically ordered him back and he has to do fourteen days quarantine how's this for quarantine? Mm. Fourteen days quarantine he has to do and then fourteen days isolation. Mm. So that's huge for him. Where's Tom the quarant- Rogers- where's he have to serve the quarantine? It's not on a Gold Coast resort. Or anywhere like that? No, no. I think he well, well he's in China, so oh, well, no, I, yeah, I guess. Yeah, so I, I'm not ex, I'm not sure exactly where he's. Um, mm. I think it's like the 14 days quarantine is like the hard lockdown. Yeah. And then the 14 days isolation. I assume that he can be home for that. Um, and there's a couple. Um, Tom Rongich is also injured. Adam Taggart also injured. Um, but. The good news is there are a few of our um, guys from Melbourne City that can play. So Matthew Leckie, McLaren and Naboot, they can all play and they couldn't before because of our quarantine. So they weren't able to play against Japan because then they would have had to come back and do the quarantine here. Mm. Mm. Um, as the state was in Melbourne at that time. So, I mean, there's a few ins, there's a few outs. For, and first game on Aussie soil in more than two years, it should be very interesting, um, very interesting game. And, oh, the and place, will be, so that's in, place will be rocking. So that it's full, it's 100% capacity, isn't it, for Thursday? Yeah, mm. yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a great, uh, it's on Thursday, so it'll be be great for everyone to see them again and in such an important game too. Mm. Well, it's, it's all very friendly. murky. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, it's all very murky, isn't it? With the, all the quarantines and who's eligible, who's not. With the quarantine, I reckon you just got to sink your, te- your teeth, particularly the isolation part. You've got to find a really good Netflix series, haven't you? And just binge for a couple of weeks. Yeah. It's funny, like some people's take on quarantine. It's, um, you know, they find it really tough and, I don't know. I which uh, fair enough, but I think I'd like the break. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, have, it's easy having not done it, is it? <laughs> no, just a bit of downtime. All right, Jaleesa, enjoy the rest of your Sunday afternoon, mate. I always say thank you for for taking time out to have a chat with us. My pleasure. Lovely to chat to you.